handle the truth. It is time for another episode of We the People Radio. I'm your host, James, and joining me as always, I got Nick and Ant. What's up, fellas? How you doing, James? Today, we got a very special guest that we're very excited to bring on for, I think, the third time on the show. He's called in a couple times as just randomly called into the show. He has done that. But uh, he's the host of, in my opinion, one of the best podcasts out there right now. He's absolutely killing it. Him and his team, Noah and Antoinette, welcome to the show. The host of Steaks for Breakfast, Roan. Welcome to the show, man. Guys, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Welcome. Dude, yeah, thanks for coming out. You guys are absolutely killing it. And I want, I want to get into that and, and what you guys are doing with your America First candidates that you're having on cash. But I mean, the list goes on, dude. You, 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 who's who in, in, in politics you guys have had on your show and got to grill them and, and ask the tough questions. Before we get into that, uh, this episode is, is brought to you by uh, BioPro Plus. Go to BioProteinTech.com. Uh, pick up your BioPro Plus, put in code WeThePeople for $30 off. And also Sirius CBD, the number one CBD on the planet, 100% full spectrum CBD. This stuff is amazing. Me and my dog both take it. Marley Dog is uh, loves her Sirius CBD. So go to Sirius-CBD.com, put in code WPR for 15% off. It's backed by 100% money back guarantee. So Roan. Man, you guys have been on quite a journey. I remember, I think I was one of your first guests on your show, and now you guys are having like um, all the Trump can't, all the Trump cabinet guys, like everybody is on your show. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing over at Steaks for Breakfast right now, if you're not already listening to their show already. Well, I mean, it's first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys doing that. You guys are doing an amazing job as well. I don't think enough credit goes to like all the podcasts in the community are just working hard to take a whole bunch of different angles and, and mold them into a complete narrative. I think everybody brings something different to the table. Uh, ours is politics, typically mainstream. You know, we, we do get off a little bit here and there, but you know, we try to bring you a different version of what you may see on television. And that's kind of been, you know, since we rebranded about a year and ago, the whole kind of method behind the podcast and and it it takes a lot of work as you guys all know putting a show together and then when you're trying to uh, I'll be the first to admit it beg some of the highest ranking people either currently or formally in the United States government there's an extreme vetting process and you know you got to keep your social medias clean and sometimes they ask for your full names and stuff because they want to like vet vet you even though you've had a show and you may have had someone who they're friends with in real life on like a week before they don't want to get caught in a compromising situation or something like that and you know it's just kind of uh what we've been trying to bring to the table like you know you get what you get on tv and on radio and from other podcasts when you you have these guys go out and they read off cards or they're very scripted interviews with softball questions and then we kind of take it a little bit further we give you guys a backstory look into the history you guys are also big fans of the wayback machine we'll get in that and pull up some clips from back in the day and and try to really educate the audience into you know, let our listenership know that there's more than what you're seeing from, God forbid I say it, Mr. Boomer Sweats himself, like Sean Hannity calling for, you know, presidential assassinations and ah. uh, A-10 deployments last week on his show and getting some, some of our elected officials in office to agree with him. It's just, it's scary. And uh, we try to bring a little bit of, you know, that with a comedic twist. And uh, so far we've been getting the job done, I'd say decently. 
we got a lot of work to do if we're going to get this country back on the right track. But this is our small contribution to it is in the form of steak for breakfast. Well, I think it's way more than a small contribution to what you guys are doing. It's unbelievable. I, I really love what you got. Me and you talk off air all the time uh, about what you're doing with the America First candidates. Like you're bringing on all of the best America First candidates on your show. And you're you're asking the tough questions like you're getting to the nitty gritty. You're, you're asking great follow up questions. And I talk to you about all talk to you about it all the time, how a lot of these candidates are the right people for the job. And they are the guys that we the, the men and women, because there's a lot of a lot of females running that need to get in. But there's a big issue. There's a, the, the elections have been rigged for decades at this point, And we saw it glaringly in 2020. What do we how, how can we expect and what are you hearing from these candidates as far as uh, the rigging goes and what they're going to do to prevent that from happening? Because there hasn't really been much that's happened. There's been a little bit. You know, it's, there's still a lot of undertones of fear. Uh, you hear it in their voices when they try to give, like, explanations to make them not sound cancelable when they give answers because mm-hmm. you kind of can't go around saying, you know, people will say it as part of, like, campaign speeches, but they won't go and dive into, like, the logistics of it in, in interview context because then you just start getting receipts. And then as soon as, like, these races, you know, uh, say you're an America First candidate and you're running against someone who's an establishment GOP, as soon as people, like, Kevin McCarthy starts, you know, funneling money in through through proxy CPACs, or you got Matt Schlapp, who's going to give you the main stage instead of the way more popular America First candidate. Then, then what happens? Those numbers even start to get closer and closer, and then you get into like, you know, one of those nightmare scenarios where you go to the ballot box and it's one or two points, and we all know how that goes after the 2020 presidential election. So, you know, we've talked to a couple different lawyers. You know, everybody's got their own take on it, whether it be like Christina Bob or, or Cash Patel. You know, today we had on Amir Benno, who's a, a major contributor over at Newsmax. He's also a constitutional attorney. And uh, he broke down a whole bunch of it to us. And they kind of give like a sombering picture. He, he said, you know, they all say that there's been steps taken. Voter rolls have been cleaned. Ballot ballots have been restricted down to the people that they used to be able to, like the medically inclined people overseas. Mark Zuckerberg boxes are still... Uh, you know, in some places, but out of a lot. But, you know, you're talking about people who are grassrootsly trying to solve these problems and you're going up against the money of like the people who donate to the Clintons, uh, the Stacey Abrams of the world and just the huge machines that they have working in their favor to, uh, you know, take these people to court and try to get these things on the ballot or, uh, you know, applicable for voter times at the last minute. And that's what it looks like we're heading into again. All the candidates who come on are trying to use the, uh, the Virginia governor's election is like the blueprint for, you know, if you get close to 25, 30% over voting day of, it's kind of hard to, you know, kind of stop the steal uh, like they did with the 2020 presidential election. But, you know, it's one of those things where is every state going to do that? Is engagement still going to be as much in November now as it was, you know, after we all had the bad taste in our mouths after what happened to President Trump and not only him, but, you know, at least, two or three legit Senate seats and probably a whole bunch of House seats, which may have flipped both, you know, majorities in the, in the upper and lower chamber of the government. So it's one of those things we're feeling it on all ends and we just got to kind of do the best we can to uh, make sure it doesn't happen again. So what are your thoughts on 2022 then? Do you think that we have a, a fighting chance? Do you think that we're going to be able to get in the people that we need to get in? Or do you think that it's just an uphill battle and we just got to go out and vote just because so we can say it's rigged and that's kind of how it's, it's been for a lot of people. They're like, we know we have to go vote, but 
you know, we're voting just so we can say it, it's it's rigged. Uh, what are your thoughts? I think, I, I think okay. the House of Representatives is a shoe in Like, I don't know if I buy particularly into, like, you know, you, you got people, like, on the war room. Steve Bannon saying we need 100 seats copycats? for 100 years. You're copycats? Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. You heard about their new show, right? Yo, I heard. War Room. Yep. America first. Oh, just just a coincidence. You guys are setting set, set the setting the tone there, Roan. Setting the tone. Love what you guys are doing. You guys. Are I'm glad we got the nod a couple weeks ago from the big guy that we were doing a good job. It's just funny. Like two weeks later, they come out with a show that's like the same as ours. At least it won't be as funnier. And there's nobody on War Room looking as Antoinette, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, good good thing you got that. We got three three us three, and then you got you and Noah. Jeez, <laughs> tough sled. But I, but, I, but but I think in the house, I think the house is pretty much set. It's going to be overwhelming. Uh, the numbers, I think, we'll probably see you know close to seventy plus, uh, which will be a huge shift in the majority there. I, I how think many are not seeking re-election now, Ron? I think it's up to thirty-two. Wow. That's huge. And it's, and, and it's a very slim majority right now. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like a dozen or less. And, and it's one of those things where I just see the House is going to be taking care of the Senate. And I've been bringing it up lately on our show is where I have a lot of concern. You know, we've had a couple people break it down. I've been crunching the numbers just based off races, all the polling data I can get, a lot of stuff from like Trafalgar, who's pretty much as true as you can, can garner in, in regards to polling numbers. And it looks like, you know, we will defend every single one of our seats just because of past voter history. So, 50-50, Herschel Walker is going to destroy Raphael Warnock oh. just based off – I mean, it's close to 90% right now. It's not even close. So, you know, that's 51. And then you have to start looking at all the other ones. Is, is Adam Lexalt going to flip Nevada? It's typically a red state. It voted blue last time. Historically, it'll say it'll go back red. He's got Cash Patel. He's got Matt Whitaker, uh, Rick Grinnell, like, on the campaign trail with him. All those faces of the Trump administration – you know, going to all his campaign events. It looks like huge engagement from the Latino community. Okay, cool. Then you're at 52. I like that. But then there's like some states where it's it's like they're so important to the big scheme of things politically, and we're just not getting any traction in them, namely Ohio and Pennsylvania. There is no Trump-endorsed America First candidate in either one of those states for the Senate, and those are two seats that should be guaranteed lock down America first candidates there. If you need them to get the presidency, then why shouldn't we have them take control of the Senate? Because what we do is we set ourselves up for a simple majority situation after the midterms. Let's say we do get 52 seats. That still means Mitch McConnell's the Senate majority leader, just based off votes of who's there. So -hmm. if we don't replace some of these people, it was good to see um, an offer from uh, Oklahoma decide at 90 years old, he's not going to run for re-election this year because now now a former Trump administration official, Alex Gray, is going to run for that seat in tandem with Jackson Lameyer there. And you might put two more people who aren't going to vote for Mitch McConnell in the Senate after the midterms. But, you know, it's a numbers game. And right now, I think we're so spread thin worrying about getting people involved in poll watching, day of voting, voter registration, and all this stuff to make sure that we can put as many Band-Aids on 2020 as we do in the midterms that we're kind of lacking somewhere. And the, there's some really strong candidates out there that are going to you know, be senators next year. But it, there's a couple that if you're telling me the best we can do in Pennsylvania, which is a state that Republicans should never lose based off just simply blue collar workers and middle class American families, that the two best people we could put in there is Dr. Oz and Carla Sands, then there's a real problem with uh, what's going on in the America First movement right now. A thousand percent. I mean, we were talking yesterday. I think it's a lot to do with 
our Republican leadership as a, as a whole. Like they're, I feel like it's on purpose. Like they don't want America first candidates in those, in those places. They know they, they, they want control. They want establishment people, whether it's a Republican like Dr. Oz or uh, any other establishment Republican, they need to get their guys in. How many times have we dealt with these establishment Republicans? I mean, for years. Name a Republican yeah, that's in office right now. Name a Republican that's in office right now that's actually taken action to stand up for our constitutional rights. I think the only person who's who's ever not officially on the record admitted that Joe Biden won the presidency with receipts that I've heard is Rand Paul. He's the only person that says Joe Biden, that the only senator out of all of them, 50, so 49 other ones, have all gone on the record and said, at some point, this was like the process, the legitimate process. We have to uphold the Constitution. We have to let the process play out. If there was something, there would be something, this, that, and the other thing. Rand Paul is the only one who I've heard in my own ears say, no, I definitely think some funny stuff happened. And I, I would like to have a deeper look. But, I mean, one person's not going to do anything, and that's not the majority of, of you know, what the conservative ink in D.C., the, the, the Commerce Country Club Republicans are, are going to want to do. So that's why we've moved away from that. Because it's not even just the election, though. It's it's these mandates. It's like the, no one has stood up for anything. It's, you know, Dr. Fauci, Rand Paul grills him. Jim Jordan grills him. And they they expose all the corruption, all the evil things that this guy is doing. And nobody's done a damn thing. The guy, I, he's disappeared. He fell out the face of the earth since Ukraine. But that's a whole nother, yeah. that's a whole nother topic. But as far as as far as the tyranny goes, Nobody has done anything. He's caught lying under oath. How many times at this point? He's caught doing all these evil experiments, gain of function research, and nobody's done a damn thing. Ron, what uh, do you think we're gonna find is... in those bio labs that that they're oh, yeah. starting to talk about in Ukraine finally? Well, I, yeah, well, yeah I two days like ago that. it was a conspiracy, and now you know it's full mainstream. Yep. And oh yeah, there's about a week uh, bio research labs in Ukraine and we're worried that Putin is going to gain control of them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 isn't that what we were saying a week ago when you guys were screaming the ghost of Kiev and Snake Island, you guys are out here and we're saying, nah, seems like he's going in there destroying all the, uh, the bio labs. That's what we're hearing. Oh, guess we were right again. A toe to so a fucking a toe to so. And and again, I'd love to talk about the election. Go ahead. The midterms. Yeah. So you seem pretty well well read and, and well educated in all this. So a lot of listeners, everyone's talking about the midterms. Can you break down the importance uh, in layman's terms of how important the midterms are and, and what that means when people say, oh, we got to wait for the midterms? You know, I, with an educated so, background to, to the average listener who really doesn't know much about politics, the Senate, the Congress, House of Representatives. Listen to the average listener, Nick, but I I, I agree. Let, let, let's run. No, because even even like the, the, the above average listener, like they're, it's a little confusing when you think about how everything breaks down with your your House and your seats and your Senates and, and different votes and how many senators go to each state. Like a quick little recap. I know it's a lot of information to get through in a minute, but I think your listeners really benefit from that. I think the simplest way I could put it is. We, we need to have sweeping wins in the House and Senate on the Republican side, and by doing that, we, have, we essentially end the Biden agenda. Not like he's been able to pass pretty much anything via executive order, but it would be constitutionally only via executive order after that, because I don't see anything that they're proposing, whether it be voter rights bill, build back better, uh, you know, all this stuff they're talking about with uh, infrastructure and, and, and anything green ever passing, because 
they would be referendumed in the following 2024 elections, uh, you know, and, and that's just the way it is. So if you want to know like a dummy's guide to it, if you don't like the way things are going in this country right now, whether it's the empty shelves at the store, your kids still wearing masks and having to get vaccines to go to school, whether it's, you know, paying six dollars a gas like we are in Southern California. Gas average. Yeah. Yeah. It was like paying gas prices like that. You know, I paid five forty nine for regular the other day. And uh, you, then we have to win in the midterm elections, and that would end the Biden agenda because there would be nothing that gets passed in the House and Senate. We would start getting investigations into things like Dr. Fauci, the r- actual root causes of what came out of Wuhan in regards to the coronavirus instead of looking for the root causes of white rage. The military would, have, would essentially be you know, pretty much lame duck as far as the Joint Chiefs go for the next two years unless we're provoked into something, which is highly unlikely at this point. You know, and, and, and it's one of those things we could actually do stuff to uh, start stopping things at the border, even, um, you know, and you would see the Senate actually start legislating on behalf of the country instead of on behalf of the Oval Office like it is right now. I, I agree in a sense, but I you look at how we ha- uh, how our Congress has acted in the past, how our Senate has acted in the past. They haven't really backed the American people in the past. Roan, have have any of these candidates that you've interviewed uh, in the recent months and let in, in the past year really stood out to you above any others? Yeah, several. I, I think if you want to talk about like the top four or five most base ones that are going to actually, you know, do something when they get there, you have to talk about like Anthony Sabatini first in Florida. I mean, he, for the last, two terms as a state senator been to the right of Ron DeSantis when it comes to legislation. And actually a lot of the stuff that's kind of taboo that Ron DeSantis is passing in Florida, a a large portion of that goes to credit Anthony Sabatini. He will go out and campaign and promote on social media. And he's got a massive rabid following that when some of those, you know, accounts like the New York Times or like the Patriot Takes accounts try to spin it a different way. You see like hundreds or thousands of comments of people trying to destroy them for going after, mm. you know, their baby and Anthony Sabatini. He's like the, the literal mold for what is America first. And that's down in Florida. You got on the opposite side of the country up in Washington, probably Joe Kent. Uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of slander stuff coming along right now that he's being like bought by the establishment, this, that, and the other thing. We were able to sit down with him last week and talk, and he showed us by example how the conservatives in Washington, namely uh, Kevin McCarthy, is funneling money through proxy PACs to his establishment rhino, currently sitting Republican primary challenger, uh, Herrera Butler, who voted for Build Back Better, impeachment volume two and the January 6th committee. So Kevin McCarthy, who wants to be Speaker of the House next year, is funneling money to her to stop Joe Kent because of how America first he is. Uh, Mike Collins down in Georgia, uh, he owns a trucking company. He's ran for elections in the state in the past and just come up short. He's surged to almost a 40-point lead in his poll. Uh, Blue-collar representative, strong America first values, absolutely loves Trump era policies, which is a difference. And I want your listenership to understand that, you know, there's a lot of people who tie Donald Trump and his, they call them followers to like Trump lovers, but there's a difference between being a supporter or a fan of Donald Trump and then a supporter of Trump era policies, which when they were allowed to be carried out without stopped by his either own party or the administrative state 
were so great for America. And you can name all the different things that he did, his accomplishments that happened. And those were his policies, not being a fan of, you know, his shit posting on the Internet. I think Robbie Starbuck, too, who, who there was a lot of questions on whether or not he was going to be able to appear on the ballot in Tennessee. They were doing a lot of stuff there grassrootedly to try to stop him from getting on the ballot because of how popular he got. He's a Hollywood walkaway who produced like award-winning movies and videos um, who came out and professed his, you know, adornment for Donald Trump and, and got a lot of flack, left Hollywood, moved yeah. to Tennessee. And now they just passed legislation last week. That's going to show he's allowed on the ballot. And it looks like Morgan Ortegas is not going to be, which is nice. again, raises the red flags from the establishment conservatives in Washington. Why are they putting these people in these races? If Robbie Starbucks winning by like 25% in his poll, why are they taking someone like Morgan Ortegas, who's formerly tied to the State Department, and, and Mike Pompeo, who's got ties to the CIA, and we've learned since Trump's left office that he slowed down a lot of the America First agenda. Why are they allowing these people to go into these races? Because there's a lot of fear in Washington, D.C. that this nationalist populist movement has gotten so much steam that the people who want to be in control after the midterms, when, when the party power changes, aren't necessarily going to be the ones in power anymore because the numbers aren't going to allow them to just nominate their establishment picks for committees and for leadership. They're going to have to get in line with this America first movement that hopefully gets voted in in this midterm. Well, you, you really think about what they've done to us for the past two years. And yeah. you have people that were left on the left side that are now like yo this is crazy like this is this is crazy and they're going to go out and vote for american first candidates because of what's going on all of the moderates are now like oh american first like there's very few moderates oh, did you hear did you hear joe biden's speech the other night which one the which state one? of the union the state of the union yeah of course we it talked was fucking it was so american first it was a completely different yeah, rally spoken about. The midterms. They needed a rally and called. It no sounded shit. like Donald Trump up there. <laughs> uh, they needed a rally. I was, like, for the I was fucking speechless. This is, this is why. This is this is why they're they're pulling back all the mandates. They're getting ready for the midterms. They they have pushed the people so far that the people are so sick and tired of this bullshit that they're going to go out and vote in droves. And it's very possible that at this point they can't rig it enough because there's exactly. going to be many people voting for these America first candidates because they've pushed the people too far. It's $6 a gallon in some places. Like it's, it's absolutely well, we're 17. It's the national average, the highest yeah. ever, highest ever, highest ever. 2008 you know, was bad. This is worse. Masking the kids, the man jabs, everything that's been going on. They can't, they can't see their family members. People are sick and tired and saying enough is enough on all sides of the aisle. And, and people are seeing it. Um, so you, you, that, that may be the case because we still have, everybody still has to go out and vote regardless of how you feel about the rigged agenda. You still have to go out and vote for these, these candidates that you, that we need to get in. You can't just be like, ah, oh, it's rigged. Like we know it's rigged. We have to still go out and vote. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you changed your fucking views. No, I, I, I didn't change. I had these views the entire time. I still think it's rigged. Just extremely salty. <laughs> I still think it's rigged. I still think it's like, all right, fuck. We're like. Where we're, there's a good chance that we're going out there to vote just to show that it's rigged. Listen, it may it's a participation trophy. Of, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. But there's also there's also a chance that they've pushed. You can cheat by ten percent, fifteen percent. When you get to twenty percent, it, it it's it's going to. He cheated by more than twenty percent yeah, last. They cheated by more than that. Yeah. 
Yeah, last yeah, no, vertical this time spike. it's going to be like zero and then a hundred percent. So like yeah. they will have fucked up the rigging so bad that it will. That's the only way that they could win. And they're like, no, it's totally legit. Go ahead. Joe Biden didn't get eighty-one million votes. Is that what you guys are saying? <laughs> I think he got a hundred million. Can you believe how many disasters at the same time we're living through right now? It's like, I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm in my 40s, so I, I was a Cold War kid, and, and back then they used to make you think that every day was a disaster because there was always the threat of, you know, obviously dying in a nuclear holocaust. Well, not only is that back now, oh, yeah. as I enter my middle ages, but it's like coronavirus, the border, the economy, gas prices, the military, the trans agenda, the end of Title IX, like, rigged elections you name it and uh you know the fake white house when when every time the president goes on tv and it's just <laughs> like what, what are we doing like you have sitting senators and congress people who are up on capitol hill like asking high-ranking officials cabinet members who presses the button to mute joe biden's microphone when when they know he's going off the rails like that's real it's not like mm -hmm. something that i would expect that on like a crappy netflix movie like you know starring nicholas cage or something like that and here we're seeing it happen in real life like it's yeah. the middle of winter and they have like a beach themed green screen behind the window in the oval office and i'm just like or or the shipping containers remember they had the shipping containers yes yes <laughs> it's like the entire world is on fire and and yesterday they had joe biden kamala harris and and mayor pete Mr. Tit Feeder himself go out and talk about the only way to solve the energy crisis is if everybody bought $50,000 electric cars. Problem yeah. solved. Oh, problem solved. That after you took away our jobs, our livelihoods for two years, gave us a measly $1,200. Uh, yeah, we can go out and buy $50,000 cars. People can't even afford to buy a car and they drive a jalopy all day, like a fucking hoopty all day. And you want to They are. The hoopties are 50 Gs. Now. Yeah, now they Plus are. They can't get the chips. Everything's a shit show. No matter what industry or what sector of anything you're talking about, everything's a shit show. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention, I, I, I can't believe it with the electric cars. Yeah, no, you're right, dude. It it really is crazy. It the only explanation is it's a, it's a production. It's a total production. It has to be. That's the only answer. Like, there's no explanation. Wait, why have they given a, an official explanation for the fake window? Yes. There's or, or, or just the studio as a whole. Like, if you're really the president, why not do all your meetings? And no, but have they addressed it? Like, have they said no. like, hey, guys, this is why everything's fake? No. You know, so, somebody busted Jen Psaki's balls about it about a month or two ago, and she said because of, like, the status of events, whether it's, like, hosting a whole bunch of people for – they just said, like, the fluidity of it is easier to get, like, things that they were promoting in and out, whether they wanted to bring in, like, a whole bunch of, like, urban voters for, you know, the voter bill or, like, build back better, and uh -huh. they want to have a whole bunch of different engine. That's kind of how she spun it, but then she, like, completely brushed it off. They really just give us childhood excuses and they just continued it into, you know, into the well, presidency Jen, and whatnot here. It, it's it's freaking crazy. Jen Psaki has always been the one to answer those questions. Like, remember in the in the mid 2000s when the State Department got caught covering up the pedophilia in the State Department? Yeah. The, yes. the mainstream media was actually talking about it. The person uh -huh. that was answering all the questions from the media was Jen Psaki. It, like she's the person that goes in there. She puts out these ridiculous answers and then then they just move on. Like they just forget yeah. it even happened. Like that's how she does it. She, you could see when she when she goes up and addresses the media immediately. She just puts this stupid answer, moves on next question. 
stupid answer to the next question. Like, she never gives an actual real answer, ever. Remember Kaylee? I don't think like, she with has her it. binder? Yeah. She, oh, she was ready to go. Kaylee came with facts. She was like, oh, oh this, that, and the other. This, this, this. Kaylee? Well, remember on November 14th, Kaylee. you asked this question, and then fucking at 3 p.m. <laughs> yep. Highlighted different colors. I so, love it. Oh, they, they've been calling them on it, though. I did see a couple good ones over the last few weeks. I can't remember what exactly the topics were, but, you know, they'd be asking uh, Jen Psaki questions, and she'd be like, oh, you know, that's not, that's not something that comes from the Office of the President. You're going to have to ask the DOJ. You're going to have to ask the State Department. And a couple times the reporters are like, we asked the State Department. They said they don't know either. And it's just like, come on, lady. Like, what are you guys going to do? Just keep volleying these questions back and forth when we're seeing it unfold. If, if you're not going to show it on TV and give a true narrative, people are going to upload it to the, to the Internet and the social media, and we're going to get it that way. But it's just like you can't get a story coming out of somewhere without it being debunked. Credit to all our Reddit listeners out there they, for controlling the news narrative since the Russia-Ukraine war started, by the way. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that – I, just the amount of propaganda it's like i've never seen before in my life i mean they've always fed us a heap and helping of shit when it comes to the news and trying to skew the the news narrative to meet their agenda but this is just like uh, levels we've never seen before and on all fronts you, everything from immigration to how bad they've fucked up everybody's kids over the last two years yeah. It, 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 it's it's been brutal for so many people and and it's crazy how brain you see how brainwashed some of these people actually are still falling for it like even people yeah. in the truther community was like i stand with ukraine i'm like what is going on like we're just gonna believe the media again like we're just gonna did fall you forget back. about covid yeah did you forget <laughs> about what you were screaming about for two and a half years now oh the media- yeah i mean i we've been covering russia and ukraine on our show for like literally three weeks now, you know, since, since Joe Biden canceled that domestic energy thing on the 22nd, because uh, Russia invaded two days later, he's like, you know, once he announced that there was no place else to buy oil, except from Russia, or God forbid, you know, Venezuela or Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, the Putin knew like, okay, well, at the end of the day, I've got enough in reserves to make this happen, whether they like it or not. So I'm just going to go for it. And it's just like, I don't think we've reported on any actual like there's no battles, there's no war, you know, there's no fighting. Everything is looks so there's no so, peace talks, there's no diplomacy, nothing. there's nothing. Yeah, there's just there's just theater. Oh, remember remember when we were energy independent and we were able to top yeah, what off happened? our reserves? Do you that remember was like that? Less than two years ago. Yeah, remember when marriage was just between a man and a woman? Hi, Mandy. Hi, Mandy. It was a good time. It's not that long ago. No, it's the truth. I mean, we were paying two fifty for gas out here a year and a half ago. Yeah. And now, now it's almost six dollars. Recently in New Jersey, just in the last three days or so, I would say I noticed a jump of fifty to seventy cents just in the last three days. Well, they're saying it's saying it's Putin's war. You know, nobody said it today during the press conference, and they hammered her with it. I thought they were really going to go after it and say like. You know, she kept saying how, like, oh, you know, the last 50 to 70 cents nationally have been, you know, directly tied to this conflict between Russia and Ukraine. She said it over and over and over again. I wish somebody would have just said, like, okay, what about the other two or three dollars before that? Yeah. Plus, you know, if gas is 270 in San Diego right now, what about when it was 250 last year? Who put the other two dollars and 50 cents on there before Putin invaded? What about the extra uh, tax that we pay on it? Like, don't we pay like over a dollar in tax if it's it's so bad? Yeah, and if it's so, so if it's so bad for the people and you're so concerned, why not get rid of the know, tax? Yeah, get rid of the tax, or maybe increase some domestic production, huh? Oh, God, God forbid. 
Oh, God. Well, that's another thing that they put out there today. I mean, I'm sure a lot of your listeners who watch the news are going to see soundbite after soundbite. It was Biden, Buttigieg, it was uh, Saki, Kamala Harris. You know, I don't know if you guys know this, but enough of them said it over the last 48 hours. And I don't know how you don't hear it in your sleep. There's over 9,000 approved permits to produce oil in the United States already. That's the narrative that they're pushing, over 9,000. But it sounds like a lot. You probably get a couple, you know, hundreds of millions of barrels of oil from that, unfortunately. And what goes from our energy independence going away after Donald Trump left office, they reinstated all plus, plus, plus the regulations that Donald Trump destroyed to make us get to that energy independent level. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, a lot of the things that was stopping domestic production and, and drilling and all this other stuff was the regulations, whether it be EPA or, or, or even like stupid zoning stuff when you're like building and, you know, stuff on shipping and, 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 and housing these things yep. while we're getting ready to, you know, distribute them domestically, they were all reinstated and then they added all new ones too. So all their friends get fat off the money that they make off of it. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's how they funnel the money to their friends and they get a piece. The big guy gets a piece. Everybody gets a piece. Everybody's eating good. And the people are just treated like shit. This is exactly what they want. They want us to be peasants. You can see how they're treating us. It's it's fucking wild. I think it's going to go up a lot higher, too, unfortunately. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to see seven, seven bucks in SoCal. I know it. We're going to see seven bucks down here in SoCal. I, I know it. Because we're already almost to six. And, uh, you know, we haven't really seen anything, like, bad happen except, you know, what, what you're seeing on the news, which yeah. even at the end of the day, for as bad as they're trying to spin it, it's not really that bad. You talk about... <laughs> 500 people in Ukraine died in, in like 10 days worth of war. That sounds like a win to me. You know, yeah. more people die yeah. crossing the southern border every month. So, you know, and they talk about the refugee problem, too. Like, oh, 1.5 million people have poured out of Ukraine and into, you know, uh, Western Europe. Okay, that sounds awful to, like, someone who doesn't know anything about politics. But I'll be honest with you, that's a slow quarter for the southern border of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so, you know, flooded right now, especially right now. Uh, They're moving us closer and closer. We're like a decade away. I hate to be like sounding like one of these climate people, and they always say like the world's going to end in like 10 years, but we are like less than 10 years away if we don't do something big energy-wise to be just like Germany is now, where they have nothing except like, please don't make my friends mad, and please let me buy oil off you where we can't run our country. Because we're closing like nuclear reactors left and right, one in Florida, one in New Jersey, one in California, one in Ohio, just in the last five years. You close an entire nuclear facility like that, that powers like a good portion of the United States, you don't just get that back from, from natural gas from and, and green energy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look at the oil. Like we, we, we cut off Russia and now we got no place else to get it from except people who we've been sanctioning for the last 20 years because they're all war criminals. Well, Joe Biden's putting this country in a very tough spot and I think it's very deliberate and it's being done on purpose because... At what point do the American people say $7 a gallon? Like, what the fuck? Like, at what point do the American people just not... I want to just break and give in to the Build Back Better green agenda. Okay, fine, I'll accept your cow farts and whatever the fuck you're talking about because I can't live like this. Like, people can't live at 6 $7 a gallon. You literally no. can't live anymore. You can't, it, yeah. it costs more money to drive to your place of work than, you, than most people make. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my, my wife and I, we, we, we do really good. We work extremely hard to take care of our family. 
And, uh, you know, we make decent money above average. And, you know, we, we're, we're, I would say, upper middle class for, you know, what the national average is for the United States as far as, like, combined salary goes. But we were just talking about the other day, it's getting tougher and tougher to live out here in Southern California, like, just the totality of everything. Yeah. You know, you used to buy stuff at the store. Let's just say it cost $2, like, last year, and now it costs, like, 5 or 6 Well, if you buy 100 items every time you go to the store and you add $3 to every item you buy and groceries all of a sudden cost, like, 400 bucks every week instead of like 152 bucks or 200 dollars then you know combine that with gas and how much energy has gone up property taxes in, in southern california and stuff like that it's just it's been rough and you're and you're 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 a family that has two two decent incomes there's a lot of families that have don't even have one decent income in this country yep. especially because of the china virus and what 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 has happened and i like there's going to be a breaking point for the american you got an overinflated housing market yeah, oh, it's like great. The used Everything. vehicles are out of control. I mean, used cars, the, the prices are astronomical. They're outrageous. The chip shortages. Yeah, hey, you're I mean, seeing cars from like 2017 that are going like with, with, with you know, close to 100,000 miles on them for like 30,000 bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. But I, 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 you know, t- it, it could. I think it's very deliberate. I have a stuttering problem yes. t- t- today, Junior. T- yeah. <laughs> stuttering prick, yeah. Stuttering prick. <laughs> but at what point does this what's the breaking point for the american public the average american that's you know what's the average income in this country household income forty thousand dollars forty four thousand dollars a year yep you know what, what at seven dollars a gallon are you kidding me well how are people going to do anything that's not just for for gas you're talking now if you have a, a gas powered house your gas bill is going to be through the roof like everything is is going up what point did the American people say enough is enough? Yeah. It's, it's got to be a breaking point soon because, you know, I, I hope this midterms is the start of the referendum on this agenda because the middle class in this country has, it's time is short if we don't do something now. Yeah, I, I agree. So before we, before we get into to Ukraine, uh, I just want to shout out our video sponsor of the day, BioPro Plus the number one non-synthetic HGH alternative. This stuff is absolutely amazing. H- human growth hormone is created in the pituitary gland. Then it goes to the liver and triggers the uh, the liver to create growth factors. The growth, fa- growth factors are called protein. I can't even pronounce that word. <laughs> <laughs> and they are cellular signals that are sent out to the bloodstream and actually tell the cells what to do, not HGH itself. So what you're taking is an extraction of natural growth factors offsetting what your body doesn't produce as much every year you age the hundred the, 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 it's 100 non-synthetic 100 safe and 100 effective it's responsible for optimal function in metabolism muscle development insulin sensitivity libido sexual function immune system function wound and tissue healing bone density and health and health and health and skin and hair uh there's a lot of science to back it up um they're using growth factors to help with Parkinson, fibromyalgia, diabetes, and other other neurological disorders. Me personally, I've been taking it for a month. I just ordered my second month supply. This stuff has been a total game changer for me. Uh, my pain in my neck has gone down immensely. Uh, it, it's truly unbelievable. But what I've noticed the most is sleep. My sleep cycle has gotten so much better. I feel so rested. My recovery has been unbelievable. Nick, have you been uh, noticing anything different with your workouts and anything? Cover-wise, I feel like I'm not sore. 
at all. Like I crushed legs the other day, and usually I can't even fucking walk. And I mean, I've taken real gear, and this is as good, if not better, as far as far as recovery goes. Yeah, I feel like Hunter Biden on a Saturday night. Yeah, just <laughs> fucking party. fantastic. But not rather nice than, rather than going to the to the doctor and taking the needle and paying the crazy prices like three thousand dollars. Well, for- here's the deal, because I used to get grilled from China, which I'm probably not going to get grilled from China ever again. No, that's, so this, and that's still expensive. It. That's not cheap. No, either. not just for expenses wise. I don't even know what the fuck they're putting out anymore. Uh, yeah, but even even from the doctor, it's synthetic. Like Gentropin. Nah, you yeah. don't know what the fuck. But but I like to go a little more natural. It's it's all it's all fake. Even from the doctor, it's all synthetic. You get HGH gut. You get all all these grown hands. So go to BioproteinTech.com. Get the number one non synthetic HGH alternative. Put in code We the People for thirty dollars off your order. You won't regret it. I've, I literally, this is the best supplement I've ever used. I love this stuff. It's, it's been amazing. I feel great. I haven't felt this good in years. So, Roan. And if you don't like it, James will give you your money back. Yeah. <laughs> I like that guarantee. Yeah, it's a great guarantee. Nick. Tell a bro, broke podcaster. Um, mm. But, uh, Roan, as far as Ukraine goes, what do you think is really going on? Because we know we talked about last week, the ghost of Kiev is clearly fake. They use the video game footage the the snake island the airsoft miss miss ukraine all the nonsense all the fugazi stories the fake weapons the 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 pictures of Zelensky. we can go on for hours about that what do you think is going on behind over there because there's clearly something happening it's just what we're being told is completely fake you know i think we're learning more about the biolab stuff we're gonna have to definitely look into that i think a big portion of it does go into you know you might not have to dig as deep as you might think there's a lot of stuff just with the sovereignty of Russia and, and where they're at right now. It, it, it might certainly be the case of like Putin said it for a decade. You know, he ever since he got kicked out of the G8, there's been kind of a chip on his shoulder. Donald Trump tried to bring him back in. But, you know, between the Dunbos region and then Crimea, it's just there were so many strikes. Didn't look like the rest of modernized Western Europe was ready. Um, and, and it's one of those things where you have an extremely degenerate West that is contrary to the orthodox values that Russia supposedly stands for. You have its sovereignty as a nation with, I always tell our listenership, there's a great map. You just go into whatever search browser you use. NATO nations, 1998, NATO nations, 2020, his backyard is shrunken down to almost nothing. And Ukraine was probably one of the last big, you know, Mm -hmm. pieces of that backyard that's, kept him and NATO away from each other uh, on his uh, Western flank. And, and then you just have to kind of like, you know, start lining it up and, and, and seeing like, okay, well, these things all start to make sense. They've kind of backed them into a corner and, and, and gave them no other options. Like selling oil is cool, but, you know, what about the sovereignty of his nation? It seems like they're cornering him in there for something that might be a play a little bit more down the road. And uh, it, it just looks like, you know, the demands that he's saying might just be, on, on, for face value, the legitimacy of the campaign. They, he wants uh, an independent Ukraine, which is no EU and no um, yep. NATO. He said that and, uh, you know, That's the only reason he allowed 2014 to happen. Yep. And, and besides that, he just wants little things. Like, Russia's been in control of Crimea since then. He wants the world to acknowledge Crimea as a part of Russia. Okay, that's kind of an L for 
the Western world and the way, you know, democracies work, but it's already Russian anyway. It's not like Zelensky is going to go doing like popularity tours or running for re-election through Crimea. That's not going to happen. And then he wants the, the Ukraine to, if Donbass wants to break off into those two regions that are, are independent and, and not part of Ukraine, then they should be allowed to. And besides that, he's not really making any demands. He said the conflict would actually be over if, if Ukraine just came to the table and said, like, listen, this is what we want. Don't join NATO. Don't join the EU. Crimea is ours and, and Donbass is in, independent. And we'll call it a day. And they're like, no, that's OK. We want no fly zones. And, and we want to continue to instigate our Western allies to possibly instigate a, you know, a nuclear war. And, and, and we're going to have Sean Hannity saying that you should be assassinated and then bring Lindsey Graham on to, to double down on that. Oh, and we'll yeah. see how that works out for us. <laughs> John McCain. So Russia's going Russia's to take care of itself. Like seven hundred billion dollars in reserves, and overwhelming majority of that is gold. They'll be fine there. Oil to everybody else besides the United States, they'll be fine there. You know, they have a, a SWIFT system that the CCP uses in China. Now it's strongest ally. If if we do decide to permanently remove them from their national debt in the, in the the regular SWIFT system, they'll just go into China's and settle them there. So so like at the end of the day, unless you're talking about legitimate nuclear war and regime change in Russia, Russia's going to get what it wants, or this is going to continue on for as long as you know the United States and its allies want this to be a distraction away from everything else that's going on in the world. Well, I I find it very interesting that Nancy Pelosi and all of these pundits that are sitting up there saying staying with Ukraine are coming up there and be like ah. You know, we can't get involved militarily, but we can we can send as much aid as they need. And we'll we'll send it. And, and every country, nobody wants to get involved. No. Everybody like they want to leave their military out of this. And I think that's a very tell, telling sign um, because you really think about what's going on. Putin said from the beginning, I don't want Ukraine being part of NATO. I don't want any NATO forces by the border, et cetera, et cetera. And this is exactly what they've been doing. Do you think yep. that them exposing what's happening with these bioweapons research labs is a way for them to tie, and being that they're supposedly U.S. funded, is there a way for them to tie them to other labs worldwide? And now this is how the official story comes out about COVID being a bioweapon or what have you and actually coming from a lab? I could see it diverting away from China if that's what you're asking, because China and Russia are, are, are really strong allies. I don't see them, Russia using this as a narrative to throw China eventually under the bus. But if you're talking about maybe saying that, like the things that we had accused China of doing there were actually happening here and it's still us funded and back. And that's where a lot of that research and, and yeah. gain of function and stuff like that. Maybe even where the original spill came from. Uh, I, I could see that as, as, as definitely something that, you know, kind of takes the blame off everybody and puts it on an independent country that has no ties to anything because i mean we're owned by china as well uh yeah. if we did the, what we're doing to russia to china the prices that we're seeing now would be instantly doubled everything from the supermarket to the gas pump uh so you know we're, we're getting like a preview of what like us standing up to russia as, as a global front would look like uh if, if we did the same thing to china except it would be doubled yeah, it'd be 10 times worse because they have you uh... yeah the control have everything. you seen Pompeo and him being in Taiwan? And then I saw that that Pence was was in Israel meeting with certain officials. And it just seems to me like they would normally be calling for some Logan Act um, violations or whatever. And I just I just find it very interesting that it just seems like there are these civilians 
seemingly meeting with uh, leaders in foreign countries. Yeah, Rick Cornell's done a lot of the same stuff, too. But, I mean, you have to remember, what was John Kerry doing for all four years of the Trump administration? Oh, yeah. Talking Iran. So, I mean, it's one of those things where, I, I you know, they make this whole narrative, and they're doing it like – it's like a, a mini – it's a microcosm of January 6th. So uh, out of all the times we've seen over the course of our lives, people go to Capitol Hill and protest, whether they occupy buildings, destroy properties, have literally bombed it, and now applied for jobs in the federal government 30 years later – all of that stuff literally has happened. What, what yeah. didn't happen on January 6th was like a coordinated, you know, whatever they're trying to spin it into of like a million people trying to overthrow the government and change the election results like they're saying it is. Like that will never be proven. And it's just a fact of the matter. Anyone with half a brain knows that. Whether or not some bad stuff happened, yes, we know there was property damage. Yes, we know people on both sides got hurt. Yes, some people died. Somebody shit on Mitch McConnell's death. That's confirmed. And, and all that stuff, you know, it, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, you know, they, they, they try to spin it in like the same way. And it just it, it's never going to, to make that kind of sense to me. You know, you can't say that John Kerry like it, we've factually proven that John Kerry was telling Iran to tell Donald Trump to fuck off for all four years, because as soon as the regime changed, we'd go right back to the Iran deal and the pallets of cash would be double the size, which turns out this week that's happening. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It, and it's just like one of those things where you you have to take it into like a context of like that. You you, it's like I could see the the progressive left calling out Pompeo, Rick Grinnell does it, and other people going around talking to world leaders, and uh, you you know, but people in our government did it for the entire time Trump was in office. So what are you going to do? You're going to lay it out on, 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 at the end of the day. Like when we talked to Amir Bento about January 6th today, he told us like. We don't hear a lot of these things now, but they are literally going to compare things that have happened in Washington, D.C. with like sit-ins and property destructions and bombings to January 6th when it goes to the actual court, if that's where they want to – if they want to do like a theatrical impeachment trial, they're going to lay it out there like that. So you have to kind of look at when these world leaders are going around kind of on behalf of maybe President Trump, uh, take it into the same context. If they really wanted to make it a huge deal, well, then they would point out all the stuff that people like John Kerry and the Clintons and all those other ones did. You know, over the course of the Trump presidency, and that's the kind of way I look at it. Is it weird? Yeah, I think it's weird. Like when they had the Kosovo uh, anniversary, the the deal that they brokered over the course of the Trump administration. Did I think it's weird that our sitting government had no one go, but Rick Grinnell went and participated in the ceremony, like while Joe Biden was supposedly the president? Yes, to me that's fucking really weird, but it happened. Yeah, and a lot uh, of really weird unanswered things, like I. Just, just the the studio, <laughs> the fact that the so first many things just don't add up. The, the, yeah, there's so many unanswered. The, the fact that he didn't take a military plane to the inauguration, uh, all these things just don't add up. And, and about the inauguration itself, like people have already, I, I don't know if you want to call it scientifically proven, but scientifically proven that it didn't happen either on the day or time that they said it did, based off of like shadows and you know uh, well, the, the, the three the hours earlier. It aired yeah. Spain three hours earlier, and and there's pictures, there's videos of people on the inauguration on the like a building across the street, and it was cloudy as hell that day in Washington. And and when you're watching the inauguration, it's like super sunny and nice. Yep. <laughs> you know, and we never saw we never saw the transition of the football. No, we've never seen that transition happen. We've never and and why is why is his call sign not given the Air Force One? Like all of these questions aren't answered. 
And then you have Putin doing what he's doing in Ukraine. And, and I've been saying for the past couple of weeks since this has been going on that we may not agree ideology, ideologically with Putin, but I think he's an anti-globalist. I think he's a, it's one of those situations, a friend of a fr- an enemy, an enemy of an enemy is a friend. It's World War Two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very similar. We couldn't we couldn't have beat Hitler without the communists. But but the thing is, I think he he's a nationalist. He wants what's best for Russia, like you were explaining earlier, Ron. And he doesn't want this globalist agenda taking over. He wants nothing to do with it. He's kicked out the World Economic Forum. He's kicked out Klaus Schwab. He's clicked out, kicked out iFlaps George Soros. He's kicked out Rothschild Banks. Everything that he's been doing leans towards against this anti-globalist globalist agenda. He's literally called the West a bunch of satanic pedophiles, and, and he's very anti-transgenderism agenda. Um, and he, he sees that he's made that degenerate move West you know, uh, as a contrary uh, talking point to his, you know, in 2019, uh, there is a, there is some major Orthodox churches and shrines and and part of like their papal uh, power system in Ukraine, because obviously under the Soviet Union, it was all one country. They decided to embrace more Western values and not acknowledge the Russian Orthodox church just two years ago, or I'm sorry, three years ago in 2019. And that really did not sit well with Putin or, or a lot of the sitting government there in Russia and the people don't, you know, there's, there's a movement in Russia right now. It's kind of like the eighties there, but it's, it's, it's not definitely not the way it is, but Putin sees the writing on the wall. The closer the West gets to his, 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 uh, you know, Western boundary on Russia, the closer all that shit is eventually going to spill over into his nation and he doesn't want it. He wants nothing to do with it. He, and, and this is why I think, what he's what he's doing uh, with these bio labs, it may lead to bigger, uh, bigger uh, things and, and uncover a, a lot of deep, deep state activity because Ukraine is a hotbed for it. Ukraine is yep. loaded with this deep state activity. You know, we no one still still no, no one in the media is picking up the fact that Joey Bag of Donuts has all of these ties with the Hunter Biden laptop, Burisma, the pictures of them playing golf, emails of them having dinner together, the the him at the Council of Foreign Relations saying, oh, you're, you're uh, if you don't stop to fire the prosecutor, you won't get the money. I'm gone in six hours. No one wants to talk about any of that. And meanwhile, Putin is going in there doing exactly what we were saying two weeks ago, that he's taking over these, these bio labs. And we were told, oh, we're crazy conspiracy theorists. And they're saying Putin man bad. None of it makes sense. And I really think it's going to uncover a lot of what's going on. And, and at the same time, John Durham is still lurking just like an alligator in, in, in the water. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going on with that case, uh, Ron? You know, for the, for the several times that we've had Cash on the show, and, and we're going to have him back to get some updates on, on uh, April 1st, he really thinks that by, by the time we hit, you know, the high summer months of this year, there's going to be a couple blockbuster indictments. He said, you really have to go look at what Rudy Giuliani did to the five families in New York and how long and methodical and how in small of courts that started before some of the biggest RICO cases, the biggest RICO cases our country has ever seen uh, took place. And he said, you are looking at the case that's going to replace Rudy Giuliani taking down the five families. And that's unpeeling the layers of the Clinton crime family. And, and and it looks like it looks like a lot of that extends into the Biden crime family, but 
I can only take it from someone who like lived through it. You know, Amanda Millius calls him the Tom Cruise of the plot against the president movie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's one of those things yeah, where same he, thing. He said he was like, "Yo, I Cash Patel just did all the. In, I gave him what I needed, and he went out and did all the investigative investigative work. And he was like a wizard. He literally found everything. He just followed the money and found everything. So if that's coming from him and people like him, um, that's major news because the Durham report. People, the, the, you could see the mainstream media scrambling to try to to try to find out what's going on with this report, and they cannot come up with a damn thing. And every time a hiccup or or any news that they can spin and say it's over, they take advantage of it. And time and time again, it's still there. It's proven that he's he's already indicted a few people, and people are speaking. Sussman's. Speak. Oh yeah. And this is. Yeah, they just had those. They they just had those. Sussman wanted his charges like renamed or yeah. thrown out, and the judge denied it, which was good because, you know, here's the thing, James. You went on that. You just gave like a verbal montage of all the things that connect Joe Biden and the crime family and the stuff with with Hillary Clinton and her whole, mm-hmm. you know, apparatus that she's got going on there, and, and and all that stuff that you just said is physically real. Like the Hunter Biden stuff is real. The Clinton Foundation is real. Joe Biden meeting with these people, the 10% for the big guys, these team, all this stuff is physically and literally exists. Our government lied and made up some bullshit story that we couldn't have even came up with if we were hammered and having a good time with it and ran like a two and a half year, $45 million investigation on like, come on, man. And none of it was true. Zero percent of it was true. And it's just one of those things like, if, if you don't see justice for this, it'd be kind of hard to see justice for anything at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a very uh, slippery slope that we're on. We're we're literally walking on a razor's edge because optically yeah. it looks really bad for our country and where where this world is going. Not just our country, the world itself. Like just with the inflation, everything that's happening right now. But also, there's there's a lot of things that you could you could point to, like you just said, that are a hundred percent real and have plenty of evidence to back it up uh, that could turn the table because there's a lot of things still going on. And I, I, I really think this Ukraine situation ties into the Durham report because Ukraine is the number one donor, foreign donor to the Clinton Foundation. I mean, in one way or another, all of the corruption and all of the shit that all of the governments have done tie into the Durham report if it really is like a RICO type of case the rico is like that spider web and once you connect one person to another person and then that crime basically spreads through that mm-hmm. whole network who knows like how many different avenues this investigation can go down and what it ultimately can turn into even after he starts with the blockbuster indictments the it's very possible that it could continue to go on for another year or two years or three years once more layers start getting peeled don't, back don't fizes work both ways as well yeah, Isn't yeah. You got to take and, into consideration, you know, the the dog in this fight right now between Russia and Ukraine. We don't have one because our government is responsible for creating two of its biggest domestic scandals in the history of our country over the last five years, centered around both of those countries, where we we made up fake narratives about our sitting president between these two countries, Russia and Ukraine, between the perfect phone call and then the Mueller investigation. Yep. that were completely fabricated and at the end of the day made both countries look awful yeah, so for us yeah. to even think that we have a dog in this fight in the mediation room and doing anything national policy wise to try and end whatever's going on there 
I mean, I think the only thing Ukraine and, and Russia probably agree on is that we need to get the fuck out of the way when it, when it comes to uh, us trying to be the mediator here. And you don't think with all the administrative state players and even people in the Republican Party, the Mitch McConnell and, and, and Lindsey Graham wing of that party. And Crenshaw's. For all those people that wanted to see Donald Trump burn for that Ukraine phone call, you don't think there's a big movement by them right now to try and, and, and make this guy a hero? Why do you think? Out of all this weird stuff, I think the weirdest thing is trying to make Zelensky a hero because he's a joker. He's an actor. He's like yeah. he's like an AOC of his country. He had nothing to do with politics, and he was basically cast agency into the presidency of a country. And, really and right now we're trying, yeah, we're trying to make him into like this great actor when he was behind one of the reasons that they tried to get Donald Trump out of office. It's it's an absolute fucking joke. And I, I don't think I don't think we've been told his his, uh, his full role in that in, impeachment call, because remember, Adam Schiff went in front of Congress, literally went in front of Congress and gave this whole parrot, this whole entire ridiculous phone call uh, in front of Congress. And then Donald Trump released the transcript and was like, no, nah, that's not what I said, dude. Here's the transcript. And he's like, oh, no, it was parody. I was just joking in front of all of Congress on, in the Congress chambers. Just just joking, making it a joke. And Adam Schiff was doing the same thing again this weekend with uh, the January 6th stuff ahead of the, uh, you know, the, the, the high ranking guy in the Oath Keeper. I believe he's the head of the Alabama chapter agreeing to charge two of charge one, which is sedition. So he agreed to not sedition, but since sedition is charge one, the mainstream media is running with that. And then the guy from the Proud Boys today who was indicted after he flipped and told on everybody, they still decided to indict him and charge him with, uh, you know, a handful of, of things today in regards to January 6th. So shifts out there right now saying like, because these charges are sticking, this means there has to be some coordination with Donald Trump. And they're starting to spin that whole narrative again. Yeah, they're, they're, because because one of the charges was sedition, I think that was the case. And it wasn't yep. really what he was pleading guilty to. Um, yeah, so he pled now, guilty to charge two, which was the chat. Yeah, he pled guilty. So uh, Amir Benno broke it down for us today. Charge two had something to do with like federally obstructing something. It, it's like a, a federal charge for like criminal trespassing. But because charge one was sedition, everybody's saying because the first word in, in all of the charges is sedition, then he must be agreeing to sedition. And, and that's kind of the narrative that Adam Schiff was, was kind of, you know, running and spinning with it this weekend on the uh, Sunday morning talk shows. Pencil neck Schiff. This guy loves loves just lying. People forget he literally went out in front of the TV for years, for a couple years, screaming, oh, we have 100% irrefutable evidence that Donald Trump colluded with Russia. Literally in front of the camera every day saying that we had 100% irrefutable evidence. And come to find out, oh, the Clinton Foundation paid for all of it, all that fake yep. evidence. Oh, oh, yep. oh, where's that irrefutable evidence now, uh, my man? Yeah, it, it, it's just it's it's really hard to kind of wrap your brain around like, but, you know, for, for the casual politics follower, or even like, you know, you guys said in the beginning, someone who doesn't follow politics, how do you make it? How do you make it easy for him unless you can hear it from somebody that really breaks it down? And you can kind of understand in like layman's terms and as quick as possible what's going on. You're just going to get the same headline channel after channel after channel is Zelensky is a hero. Putin's bad. January 6th equals Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, all this stuff that's going on, you just you, you can't make it up. It's, it's the way the world is right now. You know, oh. the media is the biggest asset that the, that the Democrat Party has, and it's been weaponized against the conservative movement for, for a long time now.
it's been weaponized against everybody, not just the conservative yeah. movement. They've been using it to brainwash so many millions of people. So, Ron, I know you don't got a lot of time. You gotta you gotta run off and deal with some family stuff, uh, playing some sports and over uh, in San Diego, killing it. Yeah, uh, my daughter's getting ready to wrap up practice. We we banged out our show today, and then I got work tonight, so it's full slate for us. Ron, you're one of the hardest hardest working dudes in in the game. Real American hero. One of the hardest working dudes in the game. You got a great team around you, Noah and Antoinette. You guys are doing unbelievable work. So tell our audience where they can find you if they're not already listening. I'm sure they already are because um, you're one of the but best shows there is. Uh, but just just, guys, again, just, for, just for good measure. Just to be safe. Just to be safe. Let our audience know where they can find you and what you guys are doing. Um, and you definitely need to check out their show. Listen, I really appreciate the opportunity you guys give me to come on. You know, it's not every, just because of our schedules, we don't get to do it as much as we'd like. Like I said, Noah worked last night. He's sleeping. Antoinette, you know, she took three hours, four hours out of her day to day to do our show with us. So she's got, you know, she's got a toddler at home that she's taking care of. And, uh, you know, I'd say up there with you guys, we're one of the best teams in the business as well. So you can find us on the main is Steak for Podcast Breakfast. That is steak for podcast breakfast it's a little reversed because of how many accounts we've had nuked on instagram there's a link tree there and you can find us everywhere else we got a new twitter that got nuked last month uh the link tree will take you to everything else our website where you can download the show uh you can find our our sub stack i'm putting out a new one tonight on how china's living large off of this whole russia ukraine thing started writing about a month and a half ago and then uh you know we're on truth social as well uh, you're not really missing anything on there for all the listeners on your show who are, are hoping to get on there soon. It's still in the beta phase. It's very wonky and choppy, and a lot of the features uh, are not available. So literally, Truth Social is just being there. So yeah. just follow us on Instagram, and and you'll you'll find a link tree to all of our stuff. And uh, you know, every Tuesday and Friday, you get the politics with a little bit of a uh, comedic spin and a whole lot of research. So that's what the Steak for Breakfast podcast is all about. Yeah, you guys are doing unbelievable work, and you're bringing on some great guests. So keep keep doing what you're doing. I'm so proud of you guys uh, from where you guys started to where you guys are at now. It's truly unbelievable. I'm glad we get yeah, to watch sure. it and, and, and do it together because we've been on this grind together for a while. Uh, Roan, Noah, and Antoinette are unbelievable uh, podcast. Unbelievable with, with their research. You, Roan, do you do all the research, and does Noah just do the soundboard? <laughs> so it's kind of like a dynamic. So we have a group chat. And we're all sending stuff in there all week that, that you know, we'll go into the show. Uh, I executive produce, that's what I call it, which means I'll, I'll put the eventual final script together and cut all the audio for the show. And then, you know, we'll have a clear picture of what it looks like going into the day. And uh, Noah does all of the things audio video wise, whether it's coordinating with our guests, editing the show, you name it, he's on, on that stuff. And, and he, if anybody that has a podcast out there, you just hit up Noah in the DMs, and he'll uh, be your personal IT guy. He's saved and, and then, you know, a few times. Yeah, Antoinette, she's a crazy rabbit hole. Or like, she'll take things that are going on in the media, and she'll give us like five different angles to look at it. And and even if we can't find audio because some of the stuff that you know she's looking at is so off the wall, you can find enough evidence that it's real that we could like play an audio clip and then just deep dive off of that and break uh you know off into conversation and just give really good commentary on some of the other stuff the backstory the history of this whole situation for instance with russia ukraine that we've been you know given our listenership for the past you know five or six episodes and yeah you know i'm really fortunate you know we had a good pod team when we first started our former host nick decided to go in a different direction me and noah were kind of 
figuring out what to do. We rebranded a little bit. We built ourselves like a state-of-the-art studio. And then we reached out to Antoinette. And we've been so lucky and fortunate just to have, you know, all three of us just play off of each other as great as we do and, and, and just, uh, you know, have a really good experience for our listenership to uh, enjoy our show because that's the goal at the end of the day. I mean, we don't make any money off sponsors. We're not monetized. We just, like I said, it's our small contribution to the movement right now. And that's kind of the whole premise behind our show. And you're one of the best there is, man. I really appreciate the work you guys are doing. Uh, keep sure. killing it. And uh, we'll have to do this again when, when we're live. We'll have to figure something out uh, so you can come on the show live. I don't know if you got to wear a horse mask or something, but we got we to gotta make We'll get like one of those things that Kanye wears. Like the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the full suit. The whole, like. Yeah, the full black hoodie suit, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You should just get go to the costume store and get like a mascot suit and just sit there. <laughs> We're gonna have to figure something out because a lot more people are asking for it. And then obviously with us all jumping onto the to the Roku channel, there's gonna be a lot more opportunities to do live. And our goal at the end of the day is to make sure all of our shows are getting as much. You know, everybody's working so hard and, and, and investing in their in their program. And then like you know, Alan's got that whole network popping off right now. He's brought in some really major players like you guys and and stuff like that. We just want to make sure that everybody's, you know, getting the word out there and, and getting the good information from where they need to be hearing it. And, and part of it's going to be, you know, through that venture. So well, real quick, we'll figure before, it out. before we let you go, shout out to the Patriot podcast network because both of us are, are on there. So if you want to check out both of our content, go to the Patriot podcast network exclusively around Roku. Uh, that's something new. Uh, hopefully we can get you in a live or something for that as well, dude. That was pretty fun. We missed you on there. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're talking about like the night shows are kind of you know sketchy because we we both work six days yeah. a week. But uh, you know we we were talking with Alan recently about maybe figuring out to do something on a weekend, maybe like earlier, and, and we we definitely be inclined to do that because uh, awesome. you know for all the work he put in in getting that channel together, we definitely want to uh, you know give back the same way we do for our community and our listenership with like our guests and 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 you know the content we try to give them and stuff like that. Absolutely. And it's if you listen to our show, it's a central location. You can watch our show right in your living room. And you can also watch Steak, Steak for Breakfast and a ton of other great shows. The Great Divide, White Rabbit. So many great shows are on there. Cannabis and Combat. We, the list goes on. Um, yeah. So, and adding a whole bunch of new ones. Uh, I heard some 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 decent ones. So yeah, yeah really proud, proud of going on, that venture but, with you guys. Yeah, there's a lot of rumblings going on. There's some pretty big names. I mean, Mike Crispy, his show from Right Side Broadcast came over to there. Um, you know, Jim Price a, jumped on there, and yep. uh, Josh. The real Lindsey Graham. Real Lindsey Graham's broadcast on Salem on Salem uh, Radio Network, and uh, apparently today she told Alan that she's 100% in. She sold on it, so well, that's amazing. I guess that guy's he's pitching the same great business plan that he pitched for us. Yeah, he's he, Alan's amazing. Natalie Denise just joined the team. There's yep a lot of people that yeah, are talking network. I called Natalie today. She was hiding in the bushes down there in South Texas when she was on the phone with me. She's doing some uh, field work. Yeah, doing what Natalie does. She's out there yeah, on the exactly. snatching wigs. Yep, snatching wigs in real life. She's she she walks the walk when she doesn't just talk the talk. We love Natalie over here. Um, but Ron, I know you got to. Go. We love you guys. Yeah, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Beautiful. I appreciate it. You know, we, we give you guys uh, as much respect as we could possibly give another show. We absolutely love what you do and. Just keep banging it out. It's it's one of my favorite ones to listen to every week. And uh, James, you know from our conversation, I always have commentary on it. So there's my receipts. I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, listener. definite yeah, subscriber. You're an OG. Well, you were listening before the show. Your show even started, correct? Yeah, some of the original model went from the structure that you guys have built into your show. I mean, 
obviously we wanted to develop our own, you know, uh, identity and stuff like that, but we went with what works. That's, that's what a successful business model looks like. And, uh, you know, I give credit where credit's due. You guys were, you had my interest peaked before we, we, we definitely like got off the ground. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you. It was, yeah, it's been a blast sure. seeing you guys pleasure, and grow with us because uh, you guys you guys really did create and carve your own little slice and uh, create your own identity. Your show is amazing. Uh, it really is. Um, so keep up the great work, Roan. God bless you and your family. God bless your team, uh, Noah and Antoinette. And uh, we got to do this again way more often. Maybe we got maybe some swap casts in the future. What do you think? I'm always down. Always right. down. We'll, we'll talk in the future, dude. Ron, go have fun. I'll talk to you later, man. Better. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Have a good night. Yes, sir. Thank you. Night. Thanks again. So there he goes. Man, Ron's a fucking good dude. Good, good dude. Gotta love that dude. He knows his shit. Nah, Ron, Steak for Breakfast is one of the best, the best, most informative shows there is. If you're not listening, to show, go check it out. They definitely are a little different than us. We're more. Uh, I got. Talk- we got. He got some structure for us. In yeah, that we talk. <laughs> yeah, that we talk. <laughs> I was like, I gotta, I'm like, yeah. Did we film it? Structure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, okay, cool. He's well, like, no, yeah. We're... When you see what works and what doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I, I listen, listen, listen. We have an amazing audience, and we can't thank the people that listen to us enough. Uh, oh, and, sure. and Roan was one of the OGs. He was definitely listening to Dude, us when we went on his show. And then you were like, yeah, we're going on the show, like steaks for breakfast. So I was like, oh, that's an interesting name. And then when we got on the call with them and then I heard my own voice in the background of what they were listening to, that was a mind fuck for me. That was weird. And and now look at what they're doing. They're interviewing Cash Patel and yeah. and Amanda Milius and Peter Navarro and all of these amazing Trump Trump candidate. Like they got in, a great in, niche in the inner circle of, of the Trump yeah. administration. Um, so go check those guys out. Do we have anything else to talk about this week, guys? Um, no, no, we covered everything. NFTs. <laughs> that, that'll be, uh, maybe one of the live shows. What do we got going on with NFTs? Yeah. We got something going on with NFTs, Nick. Yeah. Anthony, no. he bought, yeah, the whole, he bought every NFT. NFT. Yeah. I bought them all. There's all the NFTs in the world. You and all of them, dude. All right. Did you so you bought the real estate too? Did you buy the state of the real estate? It's going down quite a bit because you know uh, there's no more volume. Oh no, or 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 because of Russia Ukraine. Is that too? It's because you got Russia Ukraine. Well, I wanted to tell you that I not only do I stand with Ukraine, I also stand for whatever the next thing is, the next buzzword. (laughs) And I was trying to go over them in my head today, like a little bit, like it was hands up, don't shoot, uh, can't breathe. Um, you know, they, they come up with those like little slogans that those hard hitting slogans. Yeah. 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 Oh, Black man. lives matter. And yeah, you know, it's all the hits. All the you know what is amazing though? The people who are like I'm friends with on social and they're fucking heavy, heavy, like against all the mandates and the fake news and, and pulling out all the fucking the content and, and debunking all the, the whole narrative of coronavirus. And she's so fucking standing for the like she just buys all the news right now. Do you do let me ask you a question? Was she into the whole Black Lives Matter thing? No, she was anti everything. So she was anti Black Lives Matter too. Yes. Yeah. 
you, you have to realize black, wait, so if you're uh, if you're anti Black Lives Matter, you're opposed to COVID, but you're for Ukraine. So you don't believe all of the mainstream media things. Is it that you're just secretly racist? Is against that, the Ukraine? I mean, no, no, against uh, the Black Lives Matter. Well, let me let me step in as a, a victim expert, um, as a trans-dimensional <laughs> gender-neutral unicorn. I'll I'll as I'll bring my victimhood mom, out. Victimhood box ticker. Yeah, I'll be able to come and explain away oh, the you. victim mentality. So. So the way that these people work is just because you are awake to the media does not mean that you are not a sheep and you are not a victim. You still want to pray for the people over in Ukraine because the media, all of the pundits over there, they say Ukraine and Putin man bad. So we have to see what the media is saying and say, oh, oh, Russia's always been bad. The Cold War, we got this, that, and the other. So we're the victims here. We're she's not going to she the only teachers not vaccinated in her school. She won't send the kid to school with a mask on like she is fucking. But she just brought this up. They have a been blaming Russia for... like war. A lot of times people get like all fired up. You get that, well, you know, group warrior mentality like, yeah, let's just get them rah rah. Like people get all fired up. I, so I, here's the thing. I think it's OK to, to feel for the innocent people that live in Ukraine that have to deal with what's actually going on. But in reality, what is going on? Like, we don't know anything of Ukraine. I heard that Ukraine denied um, Russia's attempt to create some sort of safe passage corridors for I heard Ukraine's killing their own citizens. Dude, who who knows? I can tell you I heard Hunter Biden's the real president of Ukraine. Yeah. I heard he spoke himself retarded. <laughs> um, um, it, it is interesting, though, what, that Roan brought up the fact that the two countries involved in this conflict right now, Ukraine and Russia, are two countries that were used to try and mess with Trump. You know, the phone call and the Mueller. Yep. So, I don't know. Is this whole thing part of Trump's grand plan to uh save his ego i don't think it's to save his ego i i think i'm just joking i i think what's so important is donald trump is nothing has nothing to do with any of this can you trace this back to january 6th of last year this is all because of january 6th this is all because of january well, no, but really, really think about the it. The people Donald in Ukraine Trump, that are fighting are Nazis. They're all neo-Nazis. They, that's something I wanted to get into, actually. They are literally, like, they're walking around with the, the black, yeah. the Nazi black sun, like, oh, out in the open, like, it's not even hiding it. They have the old SS symbol. Uh, and I heard something, like, on Facebook that, that their group was banned for the last however long, like, several years. But then as soon as this um conflict started with russia they were unbanned and then people were allowed to also talk about them again very interesting and you have putin literally saying out in public he's like yo i'm literally fighting nazis right now the media doesn't want to talk about the nazis in ukraine he said his goal is the demilitarization and the denazification of ukraine and he's telling them yo just surrender just lay down your arms it's all good just as you you say you're done and then Russia pulls out. But but it's it, it's it's ridiculous. They're not even hiding it. NATO put out a tweet. NATO put out a tweet of a woman soldier saying happy International Women's Day and she's a, oh, a that's the 
and and she's literally she's literally got the fucking black sun the black the black sun it here's exactly what it is uh, it's a nazi symbol a type of sun wheel uh german i can't pronounce that word employed in a post nazi germany context by neo-nazis and some in and in some strains satanism oh oh satanism oh yeah you know right. Heimlich Himmler or whatever it says in later in there. The symbols design consists of 12 radial SIG runes similar to the symbols employed by the SS in their logo. It first appeared in Nazi Germany as a design element in a castle at Wieselberg, some German town, uh, remodeled and expanded by the head of the SS Heinrich Himmler, which he intended to be the center of the SS. Oh, Oh, tied to Satanism, you don't say. Sounds lovely. You don't say. Um, but they're they're all wearing these this symbolism openly over in Ukraine. I'm hearing I'm hearing stories that they're shooting their own citizens. Like this is what's going on. We that's, don't know. That's the horrible part because they're the, you know governments that are at war for whatever reason, and then you get these innocent people that are that are caught in the middle. Well, do you think it's a coincidence that Russia Putin came out and banned? I started jailing people for putting out fake news. Oh, the fake news. And then what happened? Oh, CNN just bailed. They were like, yeah, we're getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then a dodge. NBC, ABC, all of them. They're like, yeah, we're good. We're leaving. Why Why do you think Putin's cutting off Facebook and all these? You hear that they also have, I think it was in 2019, they passed something called the Sovereign Internet. And so Russia has the capability to cut its internet infrastructure off from the yep. rest of the world. I heard that as well. Protect itself from a cyber attack. They're they're kicking out Facebook. They're kicking out McDonald's. McDonald's said that there's, there's a major shit happening. There's some major, major shit happening right yeah, now. Yeah, and we're not being told any of it. We're not being told any of it. And all the signs that I see from all of the clear evidence, irrefutable evidence, points towards the fact that this is going to further expose what this, this call has been about. Of the deep state. Yes, I do too. I do too. I think this is heavily tied to all of them. And I, I don't think this is an accident. And I, I don't think that it's a coincidence that Donald Trump is not in office and has nothing to do with any of this. They yeah. want Donald Trump to be a part of this, but it's now it's his fault. It, it, they can't even pin it on him. They try. They're trying to right now. I know they are, but they can't. They can't pin anything on him. They have nothing. The media is scrambling. Teflon Don, bro. Teflon Don. And they can't put a damn thing on this guy. And he literally put out a tweet. He goes, oh, gas is the highest average ever. You miss me yet? Like, <laughs> fuck, I love this guy. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I saw Dan Scavino put out a tweet. Promises made, promises kept. And, 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 and real talk, forget about the arrests that we want to happen. Forget about all the things that haven't happened that, that we want to happen. Because we have to realize we are fighting a, a global cabal that's been in power for decades, and you, you can't just take one of them and get and win. You have to take the whole damn thing down. Donald Trump and his policies and what he did drastically made our country better for the American people, not 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 just for the politicians and the the corporate crony capitalists, for the American people. The things that he did helped every single American. And we quickly forget about that because arrests haven't been made and things haven't been happening the way that we want them to happen. Because I really think that there's a bigger, a, a big, a bigger play here. The, 
bigger than the election, bigger than everything that's going on. And Donald Trump had to be away from it. He could not be in office because think about it. If he was in office, we wouldn't be seeing any of this. None of this would happen. NATO wouldn't be pressing on Ukraine. None of it would be happening. Really think about it. The gas prices, the border, the shipping, nothing. The mandatory jabs, none of it. And now the American public, the world is seeing. And, and to my point earlier, when we were talking about the election, they've pushed the American public so far that I don't think they can they can rig their way out of this one. It's very possible that very possible. Yeah, it's very right. possible that the American public are going to show out and vote so far against this globalist agenda that they cannot make up enough votes to, to win this election. It's very possible because it's it's that bad. The American people are awoken. The American pe- people are sick and tired of it. There's still people that are fast asleep at the wheel. Don't get me wrong, but the majority of this country are like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I, I just posted something today of all of the people on Twitter. Just I regret voting for this guy. I, I shouldn't have voted for this guy. Like, it's just a giant montage of all these tweets of people that didn't want that wish they could get their vote back. It's happening all over the place. So it, it, that's something that's on the table. I've seen it coming. I mean, how could you have seen it? I mean, how, how could I you? Know. It's pretty tough. It's, <laughs> it's hard, hard to see these these tricky tricks these pesky globalists are up to. Hard to see. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> He's talking about freedom, you fucking queers. No, I, I you see all these countries, these mainstream media, the numbers and what's going on. Nobody's watching them. They're coming to people like Steaks for Breakfast. They're coming to people like us. They're coming to all these other shows, and they're watching us. Next week, we have a really fun show. We're gonna get. It's gonna get weird. We have like we have literally, I think, the entire meme alliance coming on. Like mostly peaceful memes. What I mean to say that Southern dude, huh? It's gonna be a shit show. Violent meme majority. Yeah, it's gonna be a shit show. It's gonna be a fucking, huh? How many people are going to be on the show? It's going to be a good amount. It's all the all the best meme accounts on on, on Instagram. Huh? Seven? Seven or eight people. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. In one room? Yeah, one room. We're going to be shit talking all day. Um, It's going to be wild. Um, The entire meme alliance. So we're going to have a fun time. I'm going to get mushrooms for it. Let's have fun. We can get some. Yeah. We can get weird. Go for it. We can do that. We can go, go for it. I might, I might join you in that. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but... Look out for that episode next week. Thanks. Shout out to Ronan Steaks for Breakfast. If you're not listening to them, go give them a follow. That'll be episode 99 then next week. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I believe episode 100. We may be going live. Whether it is or it isn't, this is 98. Next week's 99. Yeah, then we're going live and we're going to have a live show. This is fucking wild. You're going to see us uh, raw 100%. I'll I'll show you raw. Yeah. Please, please don't. <laughs> no one's to see your tiny piece of deal. <laughs> that little schmeckle. See the prince. The pr- Oh yeah, the Prince Albert. Oh god, <laughs> Nick used to run around showing his Prince Albert like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> oh my god, gauged it too. This fucking nutcase. Oh my god, it's so this fucking nutcase. Um, but yeah, on that note, everyone. On on that note, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to BioPro Plus. Go to BioProteinTech.com. Put in code We the People for thirty dollars off your order. And Sirius CBD, the number one CBD on the planet, full spectrum. 
Go to serious-cbd.com. Put in code WPR for 15% off your order. We really appreciate you guys. Until next time, where we go one, we go all. Adios. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. 
And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. You can't handle the truth.